Hey y'all, welcome back to the Film Strong Podcast, where it's all about empowering women on their journey toward optimal fitness and health. And I'm your host, Dr. Desiree Walker. And y'all, it is so hot now. We are in the very first of August in North Carolina, in Southern North Carolina, and it is hot. So we are going to talk about a topic that is on my brain very often, especially when I'm working out outside. And that is hydration. How much should we actually be drinking? How much water? Like, what are what's the protocol, and what is what does the evidence say what we should drink? So, if you're like me, you have heard the recommendation of eight. I call it eight by eight. Eight gla- eight ounces of water eight times a day. Where did that come from? Is it based on research? Is it based on like what the body needs? And why does everybody need eight glasses of water a day? Well, I did a little digging and I found out that that recommendation is not based on any science whatsoever. (laughs) It is actually from a nutritionist that was born in 1910, Frederick Stair, and they found this recommendation written through his obituary that he wrote a book about nutrition and in this book he wrote about recommendations for water intake for humans. Now he was a pretty well-renowned nutritionist during the time but that recommendation was really not based on any type of real evidence. And somehow that stuck. And I just remember like growing up, like drink your eight glasses of water a day. And I did. <laughs> I did. I was involved a lot in sports, especially gymnastics. And in the summertime, we did not have air conditioning. And it was like a metal tin building. And we just had big fans. It was so hot, pouring sweat, always had a water bottle. And a lot of times we had Gatorade as well. And we're going to kind of get into that, like when we should drink other things besides just water. But that eight glasses a day is not based on anything. So um, fast forward to from my gymnastics days, and I got into fitness competitions. Well, that's kind of like the bodybuilding world. And when you are prepping for a competition, the standard rule of thumb is to drink a gallon of water a day. So I would go to the gym with my big gallon jug and that I would sip on that throughout the day. I mean, that was like the cool thing to do. You would see all the bodybuilders doing it. I'm like, okay, I guess this is just what I do. I drink my gallon of water. I'm preparing for my competition and I just did that. And then that too is not based on any research whatsoever. And since that time, I just got used to drinking a gallon of water a day. I think my body just feels good on a gallon of water a day. Of course, I do a lot of things that require a lot of sweat, such as sauna, working out, and a gallon of water feels good to me. I love drinking my 32 ounces right when I wake up in the morning. That is the first thing I do. I go to the kitchen, and I have this cup. It's like a red cup, and I pour it's like 16 ounces and I pour <laughs> I pour it was actually already sitting full of water because I have it prepped from the night before and I just drink that and I just guzzle it down and then I just guzzle another one down and then I make my espresso but that is not you know that amount of water is not based on research I'm like well you know I just started doing that I'm like okay well I guess that's good for me So I haven't had any issues. I haven't ever felt like I was dehydrated by doing that. But as far as me recommending the gallon of water a day to someone else, 
you really can't do that. So I uh, started to look at the research. What does the research say about how much water that we need? Y'all, oh my gosh, like there are these, com now I've got a major um, in nutrition, nutrition science at the University of North Carolina and there was nowhere in the curriculum, I remember it was over 20 years ago, I don't remember anything about a formulation to decide, a formula that would calculate how much water that you would drink, that you need to drink a day. But now there are complex formulas that you can use to determine how much, much water that your body uses. And from that formula, you do another, um, you do some more math, and then you decide, you can determine how much water that you need to drink um, based on the estimation of what type of food that you eat. Like if you eat a, a more vegetarian diet, you multiply by this quotient or, or this whatever. And if you eat a more like processed food diet, then you multiply by this. So it is like a really complex and it is a very large range because it's also what the formulas are based on is based on your weight, it is based on your age, it is based on the temperature of where you are living or what season it's in. So it's you know, warm here, so the requirements of water that I would need in the summer would be definitely dinner, different than what I would need in the wintertime. It's also just based on altitude, crazy. So nobody has time for that. Um, so, you know, what is the range? Like it was just all over the place. Like I was reading in the study that there was one gal that required because she was so like athletic and because of her um, like body um, mass that she required like 10 liters of water a day. Oh my gosh, like that is crazy. Um, of course, you know, you would probably know if you were that person that required a whole, whole, whole lot of water, like profusely sweating um, and just working out like, constantly all the time but the range is usually like from two to like three and a half very rarely rarely like four liters which is a gallon so I pro I'm probably like drinking like a little bit more than what my body requires but I feel good with it and I'm probably going to keep doing that but as far as what do you need to be drinking well one of the best rules of thumb is just to look at the color of your urine um, if your urine is a light yellow color then you are probably be in the optimal hydration state. If your urine is like a really dark, 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 yellow, brownish, you are definitely dehydrated. Um, but other than that, besides listening to what, how thirsty you are and then your urine color, there's not a set range. Um, some, so, some of the ranges I've heard recommended, but these are not based on research, are 0.5 to 1 ounce of water per pound of body weight. So if you, let's say, weigh 140 pounds, um, I would, you could aim for 70 to 140 ounces of water daily. But again, like that's an estimate, and everyone is individual. So you really, that's something that you just really have to kind of play around with and see w where you feel the best at, where you feel most optimal at, and just monitor your body. Like look at the color of your urine and like, just stay in tune. Um, I love doing things like on a regimen that makes it easy for me. So I'm just going to stick with my gallon of water a day. But something I did learn while doing the research for this podcast is more about electrolytes. You may have heard, um, you may have, like had seen them like advertised, but electrolytes, they are essential minerals that carry electrical charges and they play a very vital role in muscle contractions, nerve function, and fluid balance. 
And if we did not have electrolytes, we would die. If our electrolytes get off, we will die. And when people, a lot of times um, when people have these cardiac events in like marathons, it's because their electrolytes are off. Um, we're going to talk about two ways that your electro oil, we're just going to talk about, we're going to talk a lot, a little bit about sodium. Um, sodium is so important. And it, in the past, it has really been demonized by the media about being bad, by increasing your your blood pressure and just not um, being very health, healthy for you to have like a lot of sodium in your diet. And I'm not saying like if the doctor has told you to eat a low sodium diet, I'm definitely not saying to go against that. Some people are sodium sensitive, but some of the latest research has come out is that when it comes to blood pressure, it is not really the sodium. It is actually some of the um, other metabolic functions that are taking place that cause you to maintain sodium, such as having hyperinsulinemia or having insulin resistance that can cause you to retain sodium. And that can be remedied by, of course, going on a more natural diet and limiting your carbs and not eating a lot of processed foods. So in some ways, the DASH diet, which is a very low sodium diet, is good because, you know, you do have a lot of the processed food out. But it's really, well, they've really started to learn that it's really not the sodium that is causing some of the health benefits of lowering the blood pressure. It is, um, help, it is decreasing the carbohydrates and, excuse me, let me erase, it's not decreasing the carbohydrates, is um, the participants who are on this diet, their blood sugar, and they're being, and they are becoming more insulin sensitive, that is the reason for their um, lower blood pressure, not really just the lower sodium. Sodium is like so good for us, and a lot of times we have too little sodium in our diet, especially if we are eating a more natural diet, especially if we are not eating a whole lot of processed foods, especially if we're going on a low-carbohydrate diet. When we go on a low-carbohydrate diet, we need even more sodium. So how much sodium do you actually need? Well, right now, the recommendations are don't get over like 2.3 grams or 2300 milligrams per day but some of the latest studies have shown that up to five grams or 5,000 milligrams has been like beneficial um, to athletes and especially if you ex exercise intensely if you are a healthy individual it is okay to get over the recommended like 2300 milligrams of sodium a day um, I love to salt my food I salt well I don't, sometimes I eat a salty breakfast, but I love, um, I usually eat my smoothies, which are just like fruit-based, but I usually salt everything else, like my dinner, my lunches, I love like putting some type of garlic salt on my chicken, and then my fish for dinner, my, my salmon, I'm always putting like a seasoning that has like salt in it, um, I salt my vegetables, I salt everything, so I personally don't feel like I am low on sodium, but reading this research, I actually just bought a electrolyte supplement to add into my water before I work out. I tried it tonight before I did um, a little cardio session. Um, I guess it's too soon to tell, but sodium is so big. And a lot of times we hear that if you don't have enough electrolytes, you will start to get, you will start to cramp. And that has been 
thought to be, be caused from uh, lower having low potassium. But actually, most of the time, it is caused by having too low of sodium. So if you are prone to cramps, I would say increase your sodium, especially before you work out. Um, I am just now starting to do that. I don't ever really cramp, but I'm going to start to increase my sodium before my workouts and to see if I've noticed any type of performance differences, if I start to feel better, um, or my endurance tends to increase. If you don't want to buy one of the, if you don't want to buy any of the electrolyte supplements, you can actually make your own, and you can make your own by taking like a half a liter of water, um, a tablespoon of lemon juice, if you want it a little sweet, you can add um, a little, a teaspoon of honey or maple syrup, and then just put, put in like a pinch of sea salt. So that's another way just to add in some extra sodium, make your own a little electrolyte beverage before you work out. One other thing, too, that I read about having too low a sodium, that if we have too low a sodium, it can cause our cortisol to increase. Increased cortisol can put a, a lot of stress on our adrenals. That, in turn, can trigger um, our, our thyroid not to work quite as well and can actually lower our thyroid. So to have a healthy metabolism, it is so important to have a healthy amount of sodium. So as we progress through the summer, what are some really good tips to stay hydrated? I would say to make sure that you have your water bottle with you like throughout the day. You just don't want to drink a huge bolus of water before and after you work out and just not sip on it during the day. Um, hydrate your your skin your brain we just need hydration throughout the day to stay in that hydrated state because you're not going to stay in that hydrated state if you just drink you know at just one time um i would also try to incorporate some of your electrolyte supplements if you do feel like you don't get enough sodium uh, through your food supplies and off into your, your daily diet your normal daily diet and the electrolytes also contain potassium and magnesium. Those also help muscle fatigue during exercise. And there's been research shown that revealed that women with low potassium levels experience more significant muscle fatigue during exercise compared to those with adequate potassium levels. But the most important thing that you can do to stay hydrated is just to monitor your body's signals and adjust your intake accordingly. Yes, we do have recommend. Ugh. Yes, we do have recommendations, and no, they, the recommendation is not to drink a gallon of water a day unless you feel like your your body needs that. You just have to monitor your body and just kind of be aware and just make sure what you are hydrating your body with which is the best thing that we can use is water and, if we need it, electrolytes, um, that we're just being in tune with our body and staying on top of it so we can perform and feel our best. So thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of about all about hydration. Um, if you enjoyed the discussion, please subscribe and share with your friends. Stay strong, stay hydrated until next time.